0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories, where the stories are short and sometimes sweet, just like the half-servings of milky tea we call cutting chai back home in India. I'm your host, Jayati Vora, and it's time I shared another short story here, isn't it? Sure, I'm branching out into teaching entrepreneurs how to incorporate the writing skills I teach into their business, but I do not want to forget about all of you who listen to this show for your own writing pleasure. Here's a story I wrote this past summer, when a summer squall prompted my son and I to go out in search of puddles to splash in. Everyone we passed on the street gave us a wide berth so they wouldn't get wet, but most of them smiled as they walked by. It's more a description of a moment than a story story, but the thing I love about these cutting chai stories is that they don't have to follow any strict rules. I call this one Puddle Jumpers. After a decade or more, I took a monsoon walk with A. It was in New York, where the rain dribbles and drips. I missed the dishum of the monsoon. We leaped high and landed in pavement crack puddles. Water jumped to high-five our calves, then subsided. Memories flew up with it. Of long walks from college in cheap leather chappals and the wildness of the waves. Of mad dancing in the garden, twirling and whirling. Of sticking out my tongue and sucking down raindrops. Of the smell of wet earth. Searching for earthworms and snails in the mud. Of coming in, finally. Clean to my bones. And warming up with a shower and a spicy samosa. Miles away and decades later, I settle for a hot cup of chai and a giddy smile. So, what did you think of this one? Did you enjoy the sound of the woods? What about the visuals they conjured up? All those memories are mine, so I know exactly what those long monsoon walks looked like. But do you? If you do, then the story was successful. That story came from a place of missing my favourite season back home, which is the monsoon. It's different from the rain here in North America. It's not cold and clammy. It's a respite from the muggy heat of the summer. It cleaned the air and the whole world felt fresh. Growing up, I also thought it was the most romantic season. I wanted to convey some of that glee I felt, that abandon, that freedom of splashing about in puddles. I did that by using verbs that mean jumping to reflect how I felt inside. So you have us leaping into the puddles and water jumping up to high-five our calves and then memories flying up with it. The overall feeling is one of lightness, happiness, giddiness. Then there's the repetition of sentence structure, with the sticking out and sucking down. Those are pleasing to the ear. There's also the fragments that begin with the word off. All my memories of doing these things in the rain. There's some memories that are related to nature, the earthy smell, the snails and earthworms. And some that are related to how this part of nature made me feel. The whirling in the garden, but also the wildness of the waves. Having both those descriptions close to one another means that it's not just the sea that is wild. It is me, too, dancing alone in the garden. I also use alliteration, which is when you have two or more words that are close together in a sentence that all start with the same letter or sound. So there's the rain that dribbles and drips, and the pavement crack puddles, and the wildness of the waves. That is also called writing for the year. It creates a pleasing rhythm in the words. And finally, there's the description of how the rain sounds and tastes and smells. The dishoom of the monsoon, which is a word that describes the crack of a punch in a movie or the sound of a bullet. There's the sucking down raindrops and the spicy samosa and the hot cup of chai. Those are all tastes. Then there's the smell of wet earth. Together, I'm creating a world of sensations, so you're not just reading about what the monsoon feels like, but you feel it for yourself. I'm calling this an immersive description, because it pulls you into the moment. Now, I wrote this in one long burst, and when I was in the grip of old and strong memories. And writing from a place of strong emotion will often unblock your creativity, because you just have to express everything you've got bottled up inside you. But if you're trying to use these techniques in your own writing, here are a few pointers. Alliteration is particularly pleasing in description. Don't force it and don't overdo it, but look for alternatives to commonly used words. Or use alliteration to elevate commonly used words. Often, it's not the word itself that's special, it's the placement of that word in a sentence that makes it stand out. So, for instance... Pavement crack puddles initially began as um, puddles in the cracks of the pavement. But you see, that's just not as strong as pavement crack puddles. And pavement crack puddles also um, gives you that sense of alliteration that puddles in the cracks of the pavement did not. Number two, look for repetition. This could be of words, of sentence structure, or of ideas. If you find a way to reinforce your big idea in your sentences, well, that's writing gold. It's meta. And fine, think ten times over what you're going to say because it'll just gush out of you. In that vein, there's a book about this that might resonate with some of you. It's by Natalie Goldberg and it's called Writing Down the Bones, Freeing the Writer Within. One of the things that Goldberg says is that you can just that you just have to keep your hand moving on the page because our thoughts come faster than our hands can write or nowadays type. Don't self-censor, don't edit, just get it all down on paper. And don't take yourself too seriously. Don't feel like every word you write has to be gold. One tip she gives her readers is to not buy fancy, expensive notebooks to write in, because then the pressure to produce something good can stifle you. Better to buy cheap throwaway ones, because then you can put any old thing in it and all your thoughts can at least come out. And by the way, that's pretty much exactly what the Cutting Chai Stories method is all about. Write in bite-sized pieces so there's less pressure to produce something weighty and awesome. Just take the first step, write something small, but write. So don't be afraid to be genuine, to put yourself out there and to talk directly to your customer as though he or she were your friend. It works. Now, if this episode resonated with you, if you want more of this, check out my brand new website, CuttingChyStories.com. If you want even more of this good stuff, I'm launching a digital course in early 2021 for business owners who need help writing. If you sell a product or a service, if you're a health coach, a bakery chef, if you struggle with writing emails, website copies, social media posts, about me pages, I can help. I want to help. The course isn't officially open for registration yet, but for a limited number of founding members, I'm offering an early bird discount. I'm never going to offer it at this price again and once the course is public, the discount won't apply. So if you're interested, go over to CuttingChaiStories.com and check out The Words Will Come. And if you sign up for the waitlist, I'll send you all the deets on the course and the founding member discount and I'll answer any questions you have. Now for your writing prompt. This is a timed exercise and unlike my usual story prompts, I'm not going to give you a word count. Instead, I'm going to give you a time limit. I want you to write from the heart and write down the bones. Set a timer for three minutes. Yes, I said three minutes because I don't want you to overthink this. Just write. I want you to write about why you do what you do, whatever that is. Don't censor yourself. Tell your inner critic to just take a nap and write down the bones. Don't lift your pen from the page. And by the way, if you don't have your own business, you can still do this. You write about Either, you know, a hobby that you're passionate about or what your vocation is in life. Once the timer goes off, I want you to read what you wrote. Did you write something new that you hadn't articulated before? This happens a lot, by the way. Or maybe did you express it in a different way? Did unexpected things get highlighted? Did you feel like you had a lot more to say? You can do this exercise as often as you like and what you write will change and that's fine. And you can also use what you've written when you're talking about your business or what you do and why you do what you do. The only rule is to write fast and not think about what you're writing. Thanks for tuning in Until I see you next Thursday, happy writing! <laughs>